Well, thank you all friends and family and Marian helpers for joining us on this incredibly special day. You know, they used to always talk about the JP2 generation, which were the priests that were ordained when John Paul II was the Pope. Well, as I look around the altar, I see what is a lot of the Father Kaz generation. <laughs> and I being one of them, uh, many of us here. And one of the things I always remember about Father Kaz is the days that I would see him, he had a lot of weight on his shoulders and I'm, I'm experiencing that now. I, I would notice that the days that he had the biggest smile and Father Kaz always had a smile. The days he had the biggest smile were ordinations and perpetual vows. And those were the days where you could see his, his happiness and joy just brim forward. And I can see where that was coming from because as I look at, at our two brothers here, Brother Alex and Brother Ryan, uh, my heart just brims with joy because several reasons. First of all, they're fiats. Thank you to you, Alex and Ryan, for saying yes to God and to his call. But also for the church, the gift that they give to the church from the families and to our congregation, that we are blessed as Marians to be able to have men such as Alex and Ryan coming forward to do God's work. This is a special day and a day that we are all grateful that you could be with us. You know, the church needs good men. We all know that. And we have been forming these men as you can see, they are great men. Their demeanor, their love of God, their love of brother is commendable and yet now will be even in a greater level joined to the community. Um, this really, they've been being formed. This is really their graduation day. This is their, their day of boot camp has now been graduated from. All of their training leads to this point, to the vows. And this, you all know, are vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience, known as the evangelical councils in the church and the tradition that we have. But they are often misunderstood. Many people, my own parents included, when I came into religious life, believed, as did my uncle and many of our friends and family, not in a negative way, but maybe a way of not understanding, see them as merely pointless, self-sacrifice and suffering, where freedom has been stripped. Well, actually, the exact opposite is true. They give and they receive complete freedom and what's interesting is they give complete freedom from slavery to the gods of the world through these vows. You've heard me say before, we take these vows, we take the vow of poverty to overcome the small g god of the world of money. We take the vow of chastity to overcome the small g god of the world of sex. And we take the vow of obedience to overcome the small g god of the world of power. These are the gods of the world. So by making these vows, Ryan and Alex are making God the center of their life, not just secular desires. 
Mary lived these vows, these virtues perfectly in her life as a perfect disciple of Christ. Now, Alex and Ryan are doing the same. Quality men who, you know, obviously if you know them at all, their families know this, we brothers know this, um, they would be very successful in the corporate world, in the secular world, as we often say. You can talk to them. They're very personable, handsome. They're very talented men. They would be very excellent husbands, excellent fathers, excellent spouses. They would be excellent employees. But God has called them to something greater. They've both done apostolic years. Alex was out in Plano. I'm sure we have some viewers with us that were fond of, of him and his time there. Alex has been with us here at the shrine. We'll soon be immersing in Spanish for some time in Mexico. And so the God's reach around the world has now grown with Alex and Ryan. And today, really, this is their wedding day in a greater way than that earthly wedding day of being a husband. This is their wedding day in a greater way. The sacrifice of marriage that they gave up to be here is for the sake of the kingdom. And that is beautiful, much as why we give up family in a way. Now, they will be called father. This is true, uh, because they will have many spiritual children. But they will not be father in a biological sense, as they have a gift that they are receiving today. And being officially stamped upon today. And another gift that is misunderstood in the world, and that is celibacy. Something very misunderstood. Like Jesus Christ, the priest is married to the church, not to a lady. She is the bride, the church. So married to the church is this nuptial beauty. We can't have an undivided, or we can't have a divided heart when it comes to Jesus. An unmarried man, as the Bible tells us, is focused on Christ. So this is really their preparation for heaven, where there will be no marriage. As I always say, some people say, oh, that's too bad, and others say, yes, yeah. <laughs> and so this really is a preparation. So even marriage on earth is ironically a preparation for heaven without marriage. Why? Well, John Paul II summarized it well. He said, the church, as the spouse of Jesus Christ, wishes to be loved by the priest as her spouse in the total and ex exclusive manner in which Jesus Christ, her head and spouse, loved her. So this is why these guys are in persona Christi. Now, this is beautiful because celibacy, the technical meaning of it is unmarried. Now that's different from chastity, the vow they're taking right now, which means sexual, proper sexual activity. In our case, it's none. <laughs> that's the proper. And this church now is considering the law of clerical celibacy as, well, it's really a discipline. It's not a doctrine, so it could change unlike women's ordination, it could change. But I think they see in it, as I do too, 
the beauty of the gift. And now they're about ready to say, I'm going to do it forever. What a beautiful day. Even Pope Francis said, I am in favor of maintaining celibacy with all its pros and cons because we have 10 centuries of good experiences rather than failures. Tradition has weight and validity. So again, they are in persona Christi. The life of the priest conforms to the celibacy of Christ who was not married. A big misunderstanding in our church. So I finish because what does the gospel talk about? Our yoke. Now we just had this reading a couple days ago. What a beautiful time for us to relook at it. Because many would see celibacy, which these two are entering into along with the vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience, as a yoke, a very heavy yoke. You mean, Father, that you can't have money? You mean, Father, you can't engage in relations? You mean, Father, that you have to be obedient to everything that is told to you to do? That is a heavy yoke. Well, they know better. They come forward with God's grace. And in our reading, or what did our Lord say? My yoke is easy. The word easy, as I said the other day, is in Greek, krestos, which means well-fitting. This is powerful because in Palestine, ox yokes were made of wood and measurements would be made of the ox and they were taken to tailor fit the ox. In a moment, you're going to see both brothers receive a white habit. And we give thanks to Brother Andrew, who's with us, who is spearheaded, making sure that we Marians, now since our general chapter of earlier this year, has approved our return to wearing the white habit that our founder, St. Stanislaus Papchinsky, gave to us, and which, due to many reasons, we have not been wearing for many years because of different persecutions and whatnot. That white habit has returned to our community, and the brothers today will receive it. Brother Andrew went up to each one of us and measured us tailoring us just like an ox, and so that we would be fit in the white habit to be able to be tailor-made to us to live and show forth the purity of the Immaculate Conception. And so this word, crestos, or easy, means well-fitting. And this is what they did with the ox. They would actually measure the ox. And then there was the the legend or tradition that Jesus, when working with Joseph as a carpenter in Galilee, this is what he made. He made ox yokes. And we hear about it in the scripture. Thus, he says, basically, what is our Lord saying? Basically, the life I give you is not a burden to hurt you. Your task is made and measured to fit you, just like your white habit. And so your task now, your yoke, will be easy if you give it to God. Whatever God sends us to fit our needs, whatever he sends us is made, tailor-made to fit our needs and our abilities exactly, even suffering. The Bible tells us, my grace is sufficient for you. 
in any time of suffering. It's not that the burden is easy to carry, but because it is laid on us in love, God makes heavy burdens light. And so when training a new animal to plow in ancient Palestine, the farmers would yoke that young ox to a more experienced animal. This is basically what we do at the Marians. Right now, our men in formation are yoked to Father Andy in postulancy and Father Thaddeus in the Vishit. And then after that, to the brothers that will help them to get to the day of perpetual vows as these two. And this is what we should do. Yoke ourselves to those God puts in our life that we should be yoked to. And most of all, yoke to Jesus himself. If your yoke is hard and your burden is heavy, then it isn't his yoke and burden, God's. It's not. If your yoke is hard, you're not letting him bear it. You're trying to bear it. And this is the point. Jesus said very clearly, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. He didn't say yours. And so it is easy for him if you give it to him. That's the meaning of surrender. Powerful. I can't do it, Lord. Please help me. And you know, the, the, our Lord in the last line says, Come to me, all those who labor, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. Now, labor implies things we put on ourselves. But burden is what we let others put upon us. And so that is what we must discern. We have a weak nature, and these things can be very heavy if we let them. But if we give them to God, and that is my advice to you, Alex, and my advice to you, Ryan, give it to the Lord through your superiors, and your burden will be light. Your yoke will be easy. And so let the grace of God render that easy and light because our Lord helps us to bear it if we let him. Jesus' yoke is not lighter because he demands less. He will demand much from these two. But because, and we will face many trials, it's lighter though because he bears more of the load, but we have to let him. This is the meaning of trust, accepting the help God gives us, especially Mary and the church. That is our help. They, today, are now officially fully trusting their lives to God. Now it is permanent. It is like their wedding, based in love. And remember, Consolata Bertoni, blessed Consolata, you worry only about loving me, Jesus told her, and I'll take care of everything else to the smallest detail. And so, brothers... Congratulations, and let us today, as a Marian family, give thanks to God, for today we have received a great gift. We have received the gift of two brothers, and we thank their families and their friends for allowing them to say yes to God. A special day in our Marian community, and a special day for you, because this is the fruit of your prayers. This is why God I know in my heart thinks the message of divine mercy is so important. If he didn't, 
he wouldn't be sending us these vocations. Praise be to God, and thank you for being part of our Marian family. Hello, I'm Father Thaddeus Langton of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, and I'm excited to let you know about my new podcast with Father Timothy Childers called Keeping It Marian. To access the podcast, simply visit divinemercyplus.org or search Keeping It Marian on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on whatever podcast platform you prefer. I want to share with you the riches of the charism of the Marian Fathers, which is the mystery of the Immaculate Conception, how it touches our lives as consecrated priests and religious, and how this mystery can bear fruit in your life, especially by keeping the Word of God and pondering it in our hearts in imitation of our Blessed Mother. I hope you'll join us. Again, it's called Keeping It Marian. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.